from the Mercy One Studio. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Catholic Women Now around the coffee table this morning. I have my coffee. I just had my water. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're glad ready. that you're all joining us today and being part of this um, or podcast. We're here podcasting as well, too. So That's right. Join us today. If you have something you want to text us, text us on our text line, 223-1150, and uh, tell us what you think and talk to us a little bit. We have Elizabeth Tomlin coming on today. She's going to talk to us about her book, Joyful Momentum, and share a little bit about her history and um, why it is important to have growing and thriving women's ministry groups. I I love this topic, and I think there's many out there. I'm just going to go out on a limb based on my own experience of wanting to be part of a ministry, wanting to be part of a Bible study. Maybe God is calling you to start a ministry, but there's something holding you back. And Elizabeth has some really beautiful things to encourage you in doing that as well. And maybe you're already in ministry and you're Mm -hmm. experiencing some things like conflict or figuring out hospitality. She also will have some things to help us with that today, too. That's right. So it's going to be a great show. Should we start with prayer? name the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. name the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we've got lots of great things coming up on Iowa Catholic Radio sponsoring um, the Men Out Power Lunch is Friday, February 14th at noon at St. Francis. You guys, bring your sweetheart to the Power Lunch. I know. So that's really a women's thing, too. So women, encourage your husbands to take you. Say, honey, will you invite me to this? I want to go. Adam's story will be speaking on marriage and family, and lunch will be provided. And our Spring Carathon is coming up on Monday, February 17th. So we're asking you as listeners to please prayerfully consider making a donation to the radio station. This is the radio station. What we do here is for you and we're listener supported so thank you for your support ahead of time and then we have the iowa catholic men's conference coming up sons of the father february 22nd that is doing well if you want tickets i would hustle in if you want to hear head coach matt campbell for iowa state um also we've got manups joe stopulus love him and john leonetti is going to be hosting as well so that's going to be something that's really popular. And I think there are people that are men that are signing up that aren't even Catholic. So it's, you know, you get a ticket quickly. <laughs> and, you know, we have the Ladies Mosaic Luncheon. It's coming up a week from today. I'm just going to say to you, it's almost sold out. So um, if you want to get your ticket, call as soon as possible. And um, you want to get that in there. I'm just letting you know if you don't get in, it's you're, well, you've been warned. <laughs> <laughs> Our speaker is the none other than Chris McGruder talking about the veil removed and oh, all the like, fabulous things let's that have just, Let's just... Just pray that the Lord speaks through me that day. He will. He has. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. He has. Well, Cindy Schulte of Farm Bureau Financial Services supports Catholic women now, and we just want to thank her. She is an authorized independent agent with Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, and she does a great job of helping people understand insurance needs. And if you need somebody like that, Cindy is on the web at cindyschulte.com, or you can find her at 515-226-2111. We're uh, looking like we're getting a little 
symbol here that we need to take a little quick break. So Iowa Catholic Women Now is Catholic Women Now and Iowa Catholic Radio you're listening to. We'll be back with Elizabeth Tomlin in a moment. Why do folks give to the Catholic tuition organization? Probably because they love Catholic schools, right? Partially, but they also like the tax benefits, or they were helped when their kids were in school, or they have been blessed and want to bless others. Whatever the reason, the 65% tax credits are great, and after all, it's for the kids and their future. Online, ctoiowa.org. Thank you to Tumia and Sons for your support of Dowling Catholic High School basketball. Tumia and Sons is an Italian family restaurant with old country authentic Italian food. Enjoy the local atmosphere where you may even spot a priest, politician, or even Willie Farrell. Take advantage of Tumia and Sons bocce ball court with the kids while enjoying Tumia's homemade bread, pasta, and real Italian homemade desserts. Tumia and Sons is located on Southeast 1st Street, just south of downtown Des Moines and around the corner from Graziano Brothers. 515-282-7976. TumiaandSons.net. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. This is Gloria Purvis, host of Morning Glory. Gosh, I wish they had Catholic radio when I was growing up. It would have been a source for me to learn more about the faith. When you pledge your support, you make it possible for this station to carry programs like Morning Glory every morning. No matter the amount, your gift works to make a difference for you, for others, and for the future of Catholic radio. Prayerfully consider making a gift right now. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Well, welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we're excited to introduce our guest today, Elizabeth Tomlin. She is a Catholic author and general counsel for the Archdiocese of the Military Services um, here in the United States of America. She's a catechist and director of stewardship for the Military Council of Catholic Women, which is her women's ministry. Elizabeth earned her Bachelor of Science degree in chemistry from the College of William and Mary in 2002, and her Juris Doctor from George Mason University School of Law in 2010. So she's smart. (laughs) Right? (laughs) She's well-spoken. Elizabeth Tomlin is a regular contributor to several online publications, including Catholic Mom com, And she loves meeting Catholic women's ministry groups, getting to know the ladies, speaking at retreats and conferences. She is an w- army wife and lives with her husband, Gregory, and her three children in Washington State. And she has written a book, is what she's coming here to talk to us about today, called Joyful Momentum. And welcome to Catholic Women Now, Elizabeth Tomlin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's, a gr- it's our pleasure. And thank you for getting up early, because you're two hours behind us, right? 
This is true. I'm um, out in the Pacific Northwest where it's rainy, not as cold as you are this morning, just rainy for the whole season. But oh, wow. Yes, it's- so tell us, uh, tell us, share with our listeners a little bit about your history in your faith and what made you interested in kind of women's ministries. But, but back up a little bit and tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, sure. So, so I grew up, so I grew up in a military family, um, going to, my dad was a Marine, so I grew up going to religious education in Quonset Huts um, in Okinawa, Japan. Wow, and, wow. interesting. And I really, I really thought that everybody went to religious education in a Quonset hut. I didn't know that there was, a, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that there was such a thing as like the brick and mortar parish. Um, but we did have our, our beautiful Catholic chapel there on the island. And you know, I was raised going to, going to mass every Sunday and raised in this, you know, in a, in a military community. And I think it, it wasn't until adulthood where I started to, to wonder. What it what it actually means to live out your faith, or when when the knowledge that you're taught in, in catechesis growing up becomes something that you actually try to live and apply. Um, and I give the example in the in the introduction to my book that the very first time I ever went to a women's ministry group, somebody said, "Open your books to the Gospel according to John." And so I flipped, and it opened up to John. And I assumed that this John was the Gospel according to John. And I read the passage that they told me to read out loud, and it. Turns out I read it from the wrong book. Um, I read it from First John instead of the Gospel according to John, and and that was a moment for me where I was completely mortified. But but the ladies in the group, you know, they got a good giggle out of it, and it kind of reaffirmed kind of the running joke that you know we as Catholics know our scripture because we go to mass and we hear it all the time, but we're not um, we're not always so good at tactically flipping through the through our scripture with our with our Bible. So it was a learning point for me that I really needed to to take seriously this faith that I professed and, and get schooled up. But the ladies were very, very generous in helping to redirect me and I you know, I felt embarrassed that they they did not make me feel embarrassed. That's something that I think all of us can relate to. I mean, I had I had made the same mistake at one point, so I, I'm just laughing because I'm like, I think that's that's probably <laughs> yeah. more common we're than all, we realize. We're all nodding our heads uh-huh. with you, Elizabeth. Here, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> so so how did this all spurn this whole idea of women's ministry that kind of launched you here now in your life? Yeah. So when when my husband was early in his military career, we moved up to West Point, New York, and it was in the chapel community at West Point where I met not only other Army wives, but also Catholic Army wives that just, we supported each other in every single way possible, whether it was traversing, you know, issues in our life, learning more about our faith, raising children, having children, having babies, and and what I've seen and observed in military chapels is that these groups come together very organically because we share the same values and we also share the same lifestyles. And I think that probably looked kind of like the early church in that we share our lives together, we break bread together, we um, practice the same faith. And as we move from place to place, people always ask, um, how to how to how to form a women's group in their community, or when I go to speak to parishes, they want to know how to um, work better with the priest, or how to invite people to the group, or if their group is struggling, how to get beyond conflict of their group to to build a more cohesive community that really serves the church. And so I tried to answer those questions 
in this book kind of with practical tools and tips, but also in a spiritual endeavor so that you can use the book with scripture and church teaching to to learn more theologically about the practices. So what what does our church have to say about hospitality? What does our church have to say about conflict resolution or um, training leaders? But And then also, what are the practical tools to do this? So it was really developed out of a out of a want to, to help other communities build what I encountered when we moved um, to West Point, New York. So I'm assuming you have been in groups that haven't thrived, or you've seen things that, you know, people run into these bumps where it slows down the life of a group. Yeah, and I, I think I think everyone has. You know, we have we definitely have seasons in our in our lives and we definitely have times in our lives when we're we're striving really hard in our faith and times where we where we don't do so well. And and so yes, I've had really, really vibrant groups and then times when I've tried to tried to put a group together or tried to um, to lean in in a in a leadership effort and it and there are times when it does fall flat and and you have to learn from those experiences and you can't you can't quit because we're not we're supposed to run the race and what you've done so beautifully in what you've done so beautifully with this book is you've taken those experiences you've had and you've laid out how to have a thriving group for women. The, um, yeah. We don't need to go into all the points, but I want to just tell the listeners, you've got to get this book because Elizabeth has gone through and uh, given six key points to develop a thriving a thriving ministry, mm-hmm. women's yeah. ministry. And I have a question for you, Elizabeth. When it comes to thriving, one of the things that I've realized is so many times, even if we're in a Bible study group or something, if we step away from taking God with us that day into the group, it, it doesn't thrive. And it can it can create a, a, a problem that can last for a while that then you got to work through. I mean, you know, so I guess I guess my thinking, or I'm going to ask you, many times, you know, if we if we don't really look at who's leading the group, really. It's the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is that something that you see happening ever in your groups, where you're, where people take a step out and then it's it's hard to get back or unless they bring the Lord back? And just kind of that recognition of who's really in charge of those groups? Sure, absolutely. So I can give one example is, you know, when, when your group hits tar- the hard times or when tragedy hits your group, um, sometimes we find ourselves asking, you know, why did this happen? Or we look to place blame. So one, one time I was working with a group and we were all celebrating that one of our, our friends was expecting a baby and we were all very, very excited at dinner. And then by the next morning, she was very, very obviously miscarrying this baby. Oh. And, you know, we all ended up in mass that day and our priest, our priest met us there and this is, an example of why I think pastoral care is so important, we went directly to the sacrament. So we went directly to Mass, and he pulled us all together after Mass, and, and people were upset because I think when miscarriage brings up loss in a lot of our lives, um, whether someone's personally experienced the loss of a baby or knows someone who has, and he gathered us all together at the front of the church after Mass, and he, he said, he quoted the book of Job, he said, the Lord is given and the Lord is taken away, mm-hmm. but blessed be the name of the Lord. And he and he offered to anyone who was there who felt the need for healing to receive the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. And so there were women in the group who were very broken um, from their losses, or who, and of course our friend Maggie, who had just experienced this loss. And with his pastoral care, he 
I think there were about 40 women there, and probably half of them came forward for anointing of the sick. And so he, he placed our group exactly where it was supposed to be, which was with the sacraments. And sometimes if, if our groups, you know, women's groups are very social, and that is a good thing, and we are created to be social, social relational beings. But if, you're, if your group is having conflict or experiencing trauma or tragedy, um, I think the best thing to do is to lean into the sacraments and to mm-hmm. find your pastor because if you don't have that, you, you just have a social group. And social groups such are good. Such a great reminder. But, yeah, such a great um, reminder. But yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. I, and I think that's a really beautiful thing, too, as women, because we are really sensitive and we are nurturers. And just to, we bond over similar experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. uh, and so there was this great bonding happening of mm. this shared moment of a shared mm-hmm. experience. So. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to take a, a break here. We're This is Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're speaking with Elizabeth Tomlin about her new book, Joyful Momentum, Building Women's Ministries. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the importance of hospitality and how to resolve conflicts. So stay tuned. Why do folks give to the Catholic Tuition Organization? Probably because they love Catholic schools, right? Partially, but they also like the tax benefits. Or they were helped when their kids were in school. Or they have been blessed and want to bless others. Whatever the reason, the 65% tax credits are great. And after all, it's for the kids and their future. Online, ctoiowa.org. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. Are you prepared for the 2020 Iowa Catholic Men's Conference Sons of the Father? Saturday, February 22nd at the Embassy Suites by Hilton downtown. Mass will be offered at 7.30 a.m., registration begins at 8, and the conference kicks off at 9 with Iowa State University head football coach Matt Campbell. Followed by Joe Stopulis from the Man Up Show. John Leonetti from Iowa Catholic Radio will host the Iowa Catholic Men's Conference Sons of the Father Saturday, February 22nd at the Embassy Suites by Hilton downtown. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. Thank you for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Father Fabian Moncada. Would you consider a $30 a month donation? Your support keeps Iowa Catholic Radio on the air connecting people to Christ. The Spring Carathon starts Monday, February 17th. Well, welcome back. This is Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we are continuing on with our guest, Elizabeth Tomlin, she's the author of the book Joyful Momentum, a book on building women's ministries. And Elizabeth, before the break, we're going to get into hospitality and resolving conflict. So can you give us a little bit about 
what is hospitality? Because I think initially we tend to think it's just a smile and a hi, and then we've done our job as being hospitable. So how does it play into women's ministry in a maybe deeper level? Sure. So so hospitality is really when we we put on Christ for another person. Um, So yes, it it often starts with hello, but it, it often develops into into just Christian charity, into a sacrificial love for other people that we, that we interact with. And it, it involves just meeting someone where they are and, and first inviting them, but also, also meeting, meeting whatever, what needs they may have. So, um, so I, I think with our, with our women's group, our hospitality often begins with just an invitation, and it, and it often develops from there into, you know, shared shared meals because we, you know, when you have the the church potluck is always is always a strong way to to meet people and to make people feel welcome. And then when you when you start working within a women's group, the hospitality extends to 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 our own, you know, education in our faith, to helping each other live our faith, um, and and it builds our community in in the virtue of hope. So hope is is you know desiring God, seeing God. When we're when we're hopeful, we're, we have an ability to see Christ in other people, and so when we when we practice hospitality, we increase in the ability to do that. I and, really like that connection. Um, yeah, I do. Wow, too. between hope and hospitality, that that sounds like something we could talk about for a half hour alone. Wow, <laughs> I like that too. And and would you also say, Elizabeth, like taking that? I was thinking about this hospitality even further. It's like helping somebody out, and you know, so many times they'll say, "Well, call me if you need help." But just taking it further right. and saying, hey, I'm coming over to your house. I'm bringing a casserole. I'm going to grab your kids, and you can have some time or get a nap or get caught up in laundry or whatever. But actually taking it into action at a deeper level and committing to it. Oh, going to them. Yes, like going to, out mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and being willing to accept it. So we really want to be independent people. And, you know, just yes. a couple months ago, I was – I had a horrible migraine. I've never had a migraine in my life, but it was terrible. And um, one of my friends here who knew what I was going through texted me and said, I'm bringing you dinner at 5 o'clock tonight. Don't argue. And Amen. And she Amen. did that because she, yep. yeah, she knew that I would say, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, because we want to be independent people, mm-hmm. but we're not created to be independent people. I think that's something... Um, with women that we have mm-hmm. to all work to overcome. Work, work into being interdependent. But sometimes, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Sometimes we have people in our group um, when we're working with them. We don't naturally bond with them. And so, of course, those are right. opportunities for patients, right? But how do you suggest we handle conflicts in ministry groups? Because so many times we ignore those conflicts for the, what we think is just the benefit of the group. And because we don't want to waste time with interpersonal troubles. Oh. How, do you, how do we handle those conflicts? Yeah, well, I I think whenever whenever you have a conflict in your ministry group, you've got to you've got to back up and understand that one people people come to the church with all kinds of with all kinds of pasts. You know, we we are in in many ways a hospital bed for sinners, and we all have we all have idiosyncrasies, we all have our wounds, and we carry them into our ministry groups. So it is okay not to be best friends with everybody in your group. You can love everyone in in Christian charity, but you don't have to be best friends with everybody. So, so I think if we peel back and understand that that's it's okay not to be, um, then it might it might help us to to naturally gravitate towards forming stronger friendships with those that we do share things in common. 
Um, but when you when you experience a real conflict in your group, and and this is you know I think that the chapter that I wrote on conflict is a chapter I'm going to have to go back and reread and reread um, as as I experience conflict. Is that we're, if we let a conflict fester in our ministry groups or in our lives, it just eats away at us because we spin it up to be something more than it is, or we want to feel righteous and justified in, in being angry about something, or we fall into the temptation to gossip about it. And then what started out as like Susie tipped over Jenny's coffee mug becomes something much larger than that. And we, we have to be very, very intentional to address conflict mercifully, but to address it, because to, to refuse to address conflict is, is unmerciful. So, so merciful actions are when we, when we help each other strive for, for the good. And if we, if we let con- conflict fester, then we're really not being merciful. You know, Christ's love is merciful. It's not always easy. Yeah, and, one, one of the things that I've definitely learned about forgiving is you can you sometimes just need to say the words forgiving and let the emotions come later. It's just an act of the will, really. Yeah, the the wound of a conflict often often remains, but the but the ability to move forward is very yes. much a yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, Elizabeth, we yeah. are out of time, so we want to thank you so much for being on our show. And so, our guest today has been Elizabeth Tomlin, the author of the book Joyful Momentum. You can go out and get it, I'm sure, at our local Divine Treasures Catholic Bookstore. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much. I was glad to be here. Thank you. God bless. Catholic Women Now is grateful for the support of Mr. Haas, attorney at law. Mr. Haas is dedicated to providing personal and highly responsive legal services to people who have suffered an injury. Located in central Iowa, Mr. Haas serves people throughout all of Iowa. FredHaas.com. Fred, double D, Haas, double A. So that wraps up this show today. And should we close with a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Merciful Father, we love you so much. We thank you for people like Elizabeth Tomlin who help us to learn and grow and to be better people, not only as individuals, but in our groups. We ask, Lord God, that today as we walk out with people, we walk together with people in doing your will and being more like Christ for ourselves and for others. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Catholic Women Now is broadcasting from the Mercy One studio. And please consider making a donation to Iowa Catholic Radio. Our carathon is coming up soon. Please prayerfully consider a $30 a month gift. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is prayed next and daily at 5.30 a.m. and 9.30 p.m. And it's coming up next, so listen in. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. 11.50 a.m., 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. And on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic Radio.